Hey there, welcome to Skincare School, your ultimate skincare study guide. My name is Amy Clark and I'm Adore Beauty's Senior Editor. And I'm Michelle Wong of Lab Muffin Beauty Science. This week on Skincare School. What do you reckon is the weirdest skincare ingredient that you've heard talked about? The weirdest one for a long time was probably snail slime. There are a few studies on it, but yeah, it is like literally the goo that snails put out to like cushion themselves as they glide along in their lives. (laughs) It's all very strange. I'm calling them like a girl gang. (laughs) The Powerpuff Girls. Yes, the Powerpuff Girls. Vitamin E, vitamin C and ferulic acid. Yeah, a super moisturising glue that is holding our beautiful skin cells together and (laughs) keeping the barrier intact. Can you believe that we are actually on our last kind of module for skincare ingredients? I feel like time has just flown. We are in week seven of skincare school. And this week we are talking about some buzzy skincare ingredients that you've probably heard these names floating around. We're going to explain what they actually do. But first, Michelle, I wanted to ask you, because I'm sure you see some weird and wacky skincare ingredient stuff come up all the time on the interwebs. What do you is the weirdest skincare ingredient that you've heard talked about? There are so many, honestly. I think the weirdest one for a long time was probably snail slime. Yes. Oh, I love that you said you've you've said it in like the, you know, safe for work iteration, snail slime. Whereas we recently um, wrote a story about this. It's kind of like snail excretion. Snail jeers is kind of like the <laughs> snail lube. Colloquial word. Yeah, exactly. So it's actually been around for a while. And I think the fact that it's actually lasted so long, most buzzy ingredients, you see them for like a year and then they disappear. But snail slime stuck around. So I think it does actually work quite well. Um, There are a few studies on it, but yeah, it is like literally the goo that snails put out to like cushion themselves as they glide along in their lives. (laughs) It's all very strange. We are going to talk through, we're calling them buzzy ingredients, but this episode is kind of more like like a mixed bag of things that haven't fit into, you know, we've done vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin B, exfoliants, and now we just needed a place to talk about some of the other ingredients that you've definitely heard of before but may not have understood. So things like hyaluronic acid, peptides, ceramides, and squalane. So let's kick it off. Michelle, do we want to start with hyaluronic acid? Because this is probably, I wouldn't say it's it's buzzy, as in you hear it everywhere, but it also is, is pr- pretty much like a mainstay in skincare now? Yeah, it really is. It is literally everywhere. So hyaluronic acid, first off, it's not really an acid where we think of acids as really irritating ingredients that generally exfoliate your skin. This one, you can't really overdo it too easily like you can with an exfoliant. So what it is, is it's made up of little sugar molecules joined together into a really long chain. And I don't know if you've had this experience, but I've done this several times where I've left chewing gum in my bag And it starts off as like a stick that's hard. And then over the next few weeks, it just turns into mush. Yes. And then it becomes attached to all of your belongings. And you're like, why? (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't happen if you chew it. Um, It's just if you haven't chewed it, it's fresh. And then it just absorbs all the water from the air. So that's exactly what hyaluronic acid does. It's actually the sugars in the chewing gum that's doing it. It absorbs the water, then it just dissolves itself. If you chewed it, all the sugar would have gone into your mouth. But because it's not chewed, the sugar just, yeah, absorbs 
dissolves everything, turns it into mush. Same idea with hyaluronic acid, except hopefully it doesn't turn your face into mush. (laughs) (laughs) No, it turns your face into a plump, you know, hydrated, almost like a a sponge. We've talked about you know, the sponge kind of analogy quite a bit with our skin. Yeah. So it turns, it's a really good humectant moisturizer. It grabs onto water, holds onto it and sticks it to your face. And so your face also ends up plump and moist. So hyaluronic acid, it basically draws moisture in, holds onto it. And we all know that our skin loves moisture, loves water. How do you usually see hyaluronic acid in ingredients? You know, is it mostly serums or can hyaluronic acid be in moisturizers and creams and cleansers and things like this? I think it's in everything now. Um, I don't think it's very useful in a cleanser because it just washes off. It's quite water soluble. But in serums, toners, moisturizers, even in active like serums where there's another star ingredient, sometimes they'll pop a bit of hyaluronic acid in there. So yeah, it's everywhere. It's very useful. If you're looking for extra moisture, then maybe look for a separate product, but it is probably in a lot of products already. So another active ingredient you might have heard of is peptides. Really, this is a whole bunch of different ingredients. So peptides are little fragments of proteins. In skincare, usually they're like seven amino acids long. If you remember what amino acids are, they're like the building blocks of proteins. But anyway, they're little chunks of proteins and they're meant to do similar things to what the proteins do. So a lot of proteins in your skin, they send signals to your skin to do certain things. And so the peptides, in theory, what they do is they take out the bit that your skin recognizes and then it's like a little part of the key. It's like they took the key and then they just chopped off the bit you needed. So it's meant to, yeah, send different signals. There are lots and lots of different peptides and they all do slightly different things. Usually they're anti-wrinkle. Some of them also help with skin elasticity and tightness. The big problem overall with peptides is that some of them are quite big. So they don't tend to penetrate into your skin very well. And obviously, if they don't get in, they can't tell the skin to do certain things. They also have some stability problems. So with peptides in general, I would probably recommend a more high-tech product if you are going to use peptides. And then what about ceramides? Because I feel like actually all of these ingredients that we're talking about today, often you find them on the bottle of the same product. So a lot of products will say it's got hyaluronic acid and peptides and ceramides. But tell me about ceramides and how are they different to peptides? (laughs) Because they kind of sound, they've got the same ides in the name. Yeah. So peptides are mostly like they're anti-aging actives. Ceramides are oily substances that you naturally have in the top layers of skin and they help stick your skin cells together so that you get a nice solid barrier. Again, there are a bunch of different ones. They all have different numbers. But yeah, generally, if you have drier skin, a lot of the time you're missing some of the ceramides. And so if you have more of them, then hopefully it sticks your skin together better. So it's like a super moisturizer. Yeah, a super moisturizing glue that is holding our beautiful skin cells together Mm. and (laughs) keeping the barrier intact. Yeah. So squalane is also kind of another super moisturizer. So this is an oily substance. It actually feels a lot like literally an oil. What is naturally in your skin is squalene. Um, So squalene is naturally in your skin. Squalane is a better version of it. So squalene is a bit of a dick. Oh. I know. Sorry. Okay. Why do we hate him? (laughs) Why do we hate him? (laughs) The problem with this 
oil that does stick your skin together is that it also oxidizes really easily. So if you remember all the way back to antioxidants, oxidation happens when your skin gets exposed to oxygen and UV, and that changes what the substance is. So when squalene is oxidized, it clogs up your pores. It goes solid. Yeah. and Yeah, exactly. So it's chemogenic. It causes clogged pores, which then can lead into pimples. So squalane is a version of this that's very similar. Your skin sort of sees it as the same thing, but it doesn't oxidize. And so it stays liquid. It stays there moisturizing your skin without clogging up your pores like the natural one does. Now, the natural one decreases as you get older, and that's one of the reasons why your skin can start to feel less oily and it might start to get a bit drier as you get older. But yeah, I mean, you see both of them in skincare. Be really careful. Now let's get into the pop quiz because I have some juicy true or false questions for you to answer, Michelle. Okay. I feel suspicious. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, is because we hear about these ingredients in the news and they're quite buzzy, is that they also lend themselves to different myths. Like, oh, I heard hyaluronic acid can do this. And then it's like, blah, 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 blah. Hyaluronic acid is the eternal youth fountain. So let's <laughs> talk about some true or falses. So yeah. true or false, can hyaluronic acid hold up to 1,000 times its weight in water? Yeah, I don't think it does. I don't think it's very powerful. It's a little bit like a magnet, but it's not that intensely powerful, but it doesn't need to be anyway. Beautiful. And what about, I hear this a lot with hyaluronic acid. Do you have to apply hyaluronic acid serums to a damp face for them to work? So in theory, if you have more water around, then you have more water for the hyaluronic acid to grab onto. But usually when it's put into products, it's at a pretty low percentage and it's with tons of water anyway. So it ha- generally you have enough water around for it to grab onto. In general, if you have damp skin, then your skin is already a bit hydrated and it's good to seal it in with a product. And so that might help with what you're using the hyaluronic acid for, which is probably trying to put moisture back into your skin. So it sort of adds up, but I don't think it's completely necessary. But I think honestly, with a lot of these things, you can tell pretty much like an hour after you've used it, whether or not that worked well. So yeah, just try both and see which one works better for you. Then there's the topic of price, I think, because we've spoken about price and does higher price equal better, blah, 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 a lot in this podcast series. But hyaluronic acid serums, there are quite there is a lot of variance because you can get one that's $12 and then you can get one that's $170. Are all hyaluronic acids created equal? So hyaluronic acid, um, like we said before, it's a chain of sugar molecules and you can get different like numbers of sugar molecules. The more you have joined together, the bigger it is. Um, Usually you'll see this mentioned as different molecular weights. And in general, what you're looking for, for something that really hydrates your skin well, is something that has a mix of different molecular weights. So I think some people think that hyaluronic acid is bad for your skin. There was this viral story a while ago. Yes. I, this actually, that story, I'm, I'm not even sure if it's still up, but basically the story was insinuating that by using hyaluronic acid, you could actually be drying your skin out. There, okay. There isn't any solid evidence that it will dry your skin out, but I think what's happening is people are putting on the hyaluronic acid serum because When you're putting on a hyaluronic acid serum or any skincare product, really, you start off by putting lots of water on and then some of that will evaporate over time. And I think what happened was they put it on, their skin got really plump and damp because of all that extra water. As it evaporated, then their skin felt drier. 
And if they were using a hyaluronic acid product that only had like one or two molecular weights, then they were only hydrating one level of skin. So yeah, the if you have smaller hyaluronic acid particles, then it's going to get deeper into your skin because just like moving through a crowd, you want to make yourself as small as possible to get through as quickly as possible. If you kind of spread your arms wide and make yourself really big, it, you can't really get through the crowd. You will piss You will piss everyone off though. If you do that <laughs> in a crowd, just like go like this and be like, rah, get out of my way. No one can see me. I'm making like big arm motions, but I can you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think if you have a bunch of different molecular weights, then it gets to different levels in your skin because they can move through like the crowd of your skin to different extents. And that means that you have like a more well-rounded sort of hydration. So yeah, so I think what you're looking for is a mix of different molecular weights. If you only have one or two, which might be the case if you have a more inexpensive product, then it's going to feel a bit less good. If you are finding that hyaluronic acid feels like it's drying out your skin, then try using it on damp skin or putting a moisturizer on top to just sort of slow down the water from evaporating. If that still doesn't work, then just try a different hyaluronic acid serum. But I think the fact that hyaluronic acid has been around for so long, it's been so popular for like 10, 15, 20 years. If it was consistently bad for people's skin, we would notice and we would stop using it. So yeah, just listen to your skin. If it's not quite working, maybe try a few different things and then maybe it's time to break up with the serum. Another question I have for you is around collagen peptides. So as you said earlier, when we talk about peptides, there's a whole bunch of different peptides and something I see heaps, especially on Instagram, is about collagen peptides. And so does collagen peptide skincare actually work? So in terms of actually work, um, collagen is a protein that's naturally in your skin. It's in the dermis, which is the lower layer, and it's pretty much the substance that's giving your skin bounce. So when you're young, you have more collagen. As you get older, you get less collagen, and that's one of the reasons why your skin sort of gets thinner and it feels less plump and bouncy. The problem with collagen is that it's actually a really chunky protein. And so again, if it's small, it gets through deeper. If it's big, it doesn't, and it's too big to get deep enough into the dermis to sort of replace that collagen. On the other hand, because it's a peptide, peptides are actually good humectants. They're good ingredients that grab onto water and hold it on your skin. So it does work as a humectant as well, but there are so many better humectants that, yeah, like I wouldn't pay a lot for a collagen cream. If it's in there, it's not a bad thing. But yeah, if you do actually just want the plumping, then go for hyaluronic acid. If you want something to replace the collagen in your dermis, then skincare is probably not what you want because pretty much very few things can get that deep. Maybe retinoids that can stimulate collagen production, vitamin C, acid exfoliants. But again, these things, they mostly have subtle effects. If you want like hardcore um, collagen induction, then probably go to a clinic and get like a laser treatment or like microneedling treatment. Totally. And like we could talk here about um, collagen supplements, but we're not going to because I feel like that is just a whole nother kettle of fish. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's important to note around the different sizes and what can actually get through and mm. what can't. I've got a really beautiful mental image of collagen like at the back of a crowd just not able to get through at all. So that's kind of where sometimes collagen supplements, things like that can come in, beauty supplements. Um, but another topic for another day, one more true or false for you, Michelle, before we move into best in class, squalane. Does this come from sharks? 
so it used to come from sharks, but now with like, there's so much more technology coming out, getting stuff from sharks, firstly, it's awful for the environment because, you know, we, we don't want to just kill sharks and get the tiny amounts of squirreling off them for skincare. The second thing is it's actually really expensive as well because sharks are quite rare. So it's bad for the environment and it's not good for companies' bottom line. So they've moved on to things like olives and extracting it from different types of fermentation. You'll often find on the marking where it says plant-based squalane. Mm. So yeah, used to come from sharks, not anymore. Um, And that basically wraps up today's pop quiz. Well done, Michelle. So now we've explained what some of these different ingredients are, let's talk about the best-in-class products and we'll start with hyaluronic acid because hyaluronic acid serums are one of the most popular skincare products out there, I would say. So, Michelle, what do we look for in a hyaluronic acid serum? So like we said before, a mix of different molecular weights is probably going to give you longer-lasting hydration that feels like your skin is hydrated and not just like weirdly filmy and sticky. Sometimes on a hyaluronic acid serum, I think the best thing to do, honestly, is to just see if the brand has mentioned it anywhere and then if not, just ask them if they have different molecular weights. I think a lot of brands now know that people are looking for different molecular weights. So yeah, the best thing to do is ask. If you can't get an answer through that, sometimes you'll see it listed as different names. So you'll see hyaluronic acid listed as hyaluronic acid, but you'll also sometimes see sodium hyaluronate. And that means it's been hydrolyzed, which means it's been broken up back into smaller, shorter chains. So they took the hyaluronic acid and then chopped it up. But like you get hyaluronic acid in different sizes anyway. So there's tons and tons of different molecular weights that can be listed under both. And the other thing that you touched on just before is with the texture of some hyaluronic acid serums, some of them can be quite sticky or tacky or what you know you put it on with damp skin and then afterwards it's kind of sticky to touch comes down to the formulation and you know what Mm. else has been put in this product to make it behave a certain way you know often there's the core ingredients and then there's other ingredients that help with the quote-unquote elegance of the formulations, you know, Mm. the experience of how it goes on the skin. So, But if you are using a hyaluronic acid serum and you're like, oh, this is sticky, it doesn't feel like a moisturiser, that's because it isn't actually replacing a moisturiser. You'd want to be using your hyaluronic acid or hydrating serum and then in some cases popping a moisturiser over the top. So now we've kind of got that out the way, let's get into the best-in-class HAs. The first one we have to talk about is probably one of the best-selling hyaluronic acid serums on a door. It's the Cosmetic Surge Hyaluronic Acid Booster, 170 bucks for 30 mil. So she's up there in the expensive range, but this product, it doesn't have any of that stickiness or tackiness. The texture of the serum is so silky. It's beautiful to use. And it also has a bunch of different ingredients in there and the different molecular weights that we were talking about. Yeah. So this, on top of the hyaluronic acid with the different molecular weights, you also have niacinamide, which we talked about before. That's vitamin B3. And that helps strengthen your skin barrier. And once you have a stronger skin barrier as well, it keeps the moisture in. And so it sort of operates short-term with the hyaluronic acid and then long-term as well with the niacinamide to make your skin barrier um, hold onto water itself better. It's also got a bunch of different fruit extracts and these are usually pretty antioxidant, so they help with that capturing of free radicals as well. Yeah, and I think honestly 
a lot of the time when you're paying a bit more for a product, it is going to be better formulated, which is how it's not sticky. A lot of cheaper products, when they have a lot of hyaluronic acid, they are pretty sticky because they just haven't put as much effort into trying to make it a better experience when you put it on. So the next product is SkinCeuticals Hyaluronic Acid Intensifier. This has an ingredient that they call proxylane, and this is meant to boost the production of important skin substances. These are called glycosaminoglycans, um, GAGs for short, if you don't want to try to get your tongue around that. So these are actually humectants in your skin that your skin naturally produces. So yes, your skin produces its own moisturizer, but a lot of the time it's not very good at it, um, which is why we have to supplement it if we want really plump skin. So this ingredient helps boost the production. And so that means you end up with more hydrated and firmer skin. And they actually have clinical studies supporting this as well. So they have things like they, in a 12-week clinical study, they found that there was a 23% improvement in plumpness, 9% decrease in sagginess, between 10 and 20% improvement in firmness, elasticity, and texture. And so when you have this sort of study on the finished product, then you have a much better chance of getting something that will actually have like results on your skin. And so $148 for 30 mil, again, it's it's slightly more affordable than the cosmetics surge, which is $170, but $148 is also not what I would say affordable price point for a lot of people, but it is a really, it is a high quality product that has the clinical research behind it. The texture, mm. again, it's really beautiful to go on the skin. It's nice and lightweight, doesn't leave a stickiness or a tackiness. Then coming down to the more affordable end of the spectrum, we have the Alpha H Hyaluronic 8 Serum. So this one's $69.95 for 25 mils. And I mean, we've spoken a bit about how Alpha H do some still high quality formulations on the lower end of the serum price point spectrum. This one I've used and love it. When it ran out, I was very upset. Um, again, really lightweight texture that doesn't leave the skin feeling sticky. It also doesn't really have much of a scent if your you know, scents kind of turn you off. But I think it just it just does a really good job. Um, so the eight comes from the fact it's got eight different anti-aging ingredients. Some of these are multiple weights of hyaluronic acid. And so that gives you that multi-level hydration. Most of the ingredients are actually just like different hyaluronic acid types. But on top of that, they also have ingredients that help um, shield your skin against pollution. Um, they have antioxidants. They have aloe vera, which hydrates and soothes the skin. They have pea protein, which also protects your skin against sunlight. So really, it's just good bang for buck. And speaking of bang for buck, the last product that I wanted to talk about in this hyaluronic acid section, but it kind of also crosses into peptides, is the Ordinary Buffet Serum. So this one, I feel like most people have probably heard about the Ordinary Buffet. It's $24.90 for 30 mils, but probably also you've wondered, why is this serum called Buffet? <laughs> So I think it's sort of self, it's what you expect. It's called Buffet because it's got a bit of everything. So it's got five different peptide ingredients. They're all the anti-wrinkle peptides. There's probiotic complex, which is meant to help renew your skin and increase the production of different substances inside your skin. It's also got a bunch of different amino acids, which help as humectants, as well as a bunch of different hyaluronic acid ingredients as well. It's got a bit of everything. 
Um, with the ordinary, they don't tend to f- make the formulations quite as nice, which is why they're such budget-friendly products. And so there's a bit less of a guarantee of getting a nice experience and getting like, I guess, clinically tested results as well. So whether you're a serum beginner or you are an advanced serum user like Michelle and I, this is just a really good all-rounder option at a really affordable price point. I mean, $24.90, there's not much to lose with that one, but you're getting bang for your buck in there. It also is a water based serum, which means it layers really nicely with other products. So if you want to use this in the morning after your vitamin C, you can. If you want to use it at nighttime after a vitamin A, you can. But yeah, it's just a really good all-rounder to have in the routine. And it kind of reminds me of going to a buffet, which I miss. I feel like I haven't been to a buffet in a thousand years. One last product recommendation in this section because it's one of my personal favorite products that I've been using. I'd probably say I've been using this one for about two years. It's the Butte Pacific Instant Hydrating Mask. And the reason why it comes under this section is because squalane is one of the main ingredients in this mask, but it's basically a hydrating mask in a squeezy tube. You can either use it as a moisturizer. So sometimes in winter, I like to just slather on a thick layer, let it just absorb in and that's my moisturizer. But you can also, if you're more of an oily skin type or someone that doesn't like the feeling of the feeling of something thicker on the skin, you can put on a thick layer and then rinse it off and go over the top with your serums. But it's just the kind of thing that I use whenever my skin is feeling dry, um, it needs a big drink of water. I chuck this on and it also has a really comforting scent. I think it's a scent that Beauté Pacific products are known for. This is a Danish brand. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's a bit like not baby powder, I'm going to say, but it just has this comforting feeling that makes me feel like it's giving my face a hug. But Michelle, do you want to just quickly explain the ingredients in this one other than just me saying it feels like a warm hug? (laughs) So it sounds amazing, honestly. Um, So it's got squalane, which we said before, it's like a super moisturizing, oily ingredient. It helps your skin barrier it sticks it together and so it protects your skin better. It protects it against the water evaporating and also irritants getting in. It's also got lanolin, which is another really good moisturizer. It seals in water really well. They actually use a hypoallergenic version of lanolin as well. So if you have a lanolin allergy, it might be okay. It might not, but you have a better chance than other lanolin ingredients. It's also got collagen, which again, adds to that hydrating effect and also vitamins A, C and E. A and C we covered before they're really good for anti-aging and also antioxidant and there's also e which is good for sealing in oil it also does a bit of antioxidant as well yeah we did kind of we touched on vitamin e when we spoke about antioxidants because it's part of that i'm calling them like a girl gang you know like vitamin <laughs> the powerpuff girls yes the powerpuff girls vitamin e vitamin c and um ferulic acid anyways but thank you for that lovely segue because next week We are talking all about dryness and dehydration and vitamin E is one of those great ingredients for that. So if you have, if you think you have dry skin or you think you're dehydrated or you don't know what the difference between dry and dehydrated is, stay tuned for next week and we'll see you then. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to Skincare School. If you're a bit of a teacher's pet, you'll find links to all the extra readings and products mentioned in this episode in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe in your podcast app and you'll get a notification the second our next episode drops. And while you're there, you might as well tell us what you think about our podcast. Leave us a review and a five-star rating. And don't forget to tell everyone in your life about Skincare School because at the end of the day, we are here to serve. See you next week.